Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie, and I believe that all readers should read children's literature, especially adults. So that's what we do on the Kid Lit Love podcast. We celebrate all things children's literature, picture books, early readers, middle grade, and young adult novels too. Whether you're an adult reading to your inner child or connecting the young readers in your lives with fantastic books, you've come to the right place. Each week, we'll talk to a different children's literature author and discuss their books, their hopes and dreams for readers, their writing process, and much, much more. So grab a notebook to build your TBR and let's get to today's episode of Kid Lit Love. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Kid Lit Love podcast. I'm Stephanie, your host, and a very grateful one at that. It has only been a couple of short months since I started the Kid Lit Love podcast, and I am so grateful for all of the authors I've been able to connect with. I'm so grateful for all of the listeners that I have been able to connect with, and I'm especially grateful for how much bigger my Kid Lit Love heart has gotten in the process. That's why I'm really excited for today's guest. It's an author that is new to me with a book that is new to me. In fact, it's a debut picture book novelist, and this author has what I think is a really cool backstory as well. So I am really excited to talk to Pamela Morgan today. Pamela, welcome to the Kid Lit Love podcast. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming. So when I first started the podcast, as you know, I put out a call on social media to all of my Kid Lit loving friends and said, who might want to come on the podcast? Who's got a book that I should know about? Who is an author that I should talk to? And you were one of the authors that was tagged in the post. And I was so excited because not only did I not know you yet, I didn't know the picture book yet. And as I mentioned, you're not new to writing at all. Maybe new to picture books in this space, but not new to writing, which I found fascinating. So I would love if you could just jump in with an introduction for listeners who, like me, might not know you and your picture book yet. Tell us all the things of how you got here today, talking about your debut picture book, Simply Sky. Yes. Hi. Uh, so I'm, my name is Pamela Morgan. My pronouns are she and Z. And i um, Oh, gosh, my backstory. Uh, I have been a <laughs> loaded <person>. question, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's a long ways back. <laughs> I I started writing when I was twelve. I had an eighth grade uh, eighth grade teacher who said uh, a poem I wrote. She suggested, you know, maybe you should consider writing, and it like blew my mind open because at that point, <clears throat> I didn't realize you could be a writer for a living. <laughs> So, uh, so I feel like I've always written, like that's always sort of been the thread through my life. Um, it's, it's not until recently that I consider myself a writer full-time. Um, I started with plays. I am a huge theater fan, uh, for anybody out there who is uh, a theater and musical fan, that is me. And, um, I started writing plays for a theater group when I was maybe 18, 19 years old. Um, and I wrote at that point because I had no children and no responsibilities <laughs> to worry about or do in my life. Um, I wrote about six full length plays over the course of maybe oh. five or 
five or six years. And then, um, you know, then I was like, well, I need to do a responsible job and I need to work full time. And, you know, so writing just became a hobby. Theater became a hobby. Then along came kids. And uh, I want to say about uh, when my oldest, who is now almost 16, um, when they were uh, seven years old, they transitioned socially. And um, that is when I think I came back to writing like a lot. I, 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 how do I want to say it? Like it, writing became an important part of working my way through parenting a child who is trans, which this was 10 years ago. So there were no resources. There were no groups to help. There were no connections. I had never even heard of the word transgender, uh, which now it's like a, it's like a household word. We all know the word. Um, so it was really, I was going through, I was experiencing a lot. And, uh, and, and so at that time I turned to um, creative nonfiction and I started writing essays and I started writing uh, our story, really my story. And, and in the process of that, because they were transitioning with, within our family, and I come from a very large family with a lot of children, um, I wrote a story to help my nieces and nephews understand what we were going through as a family and what, what that looks like. Uh, and, and that was the beginning of Simply Sky. And it was never intended to be more, right? <laughs> and, and in the story, the original story of Simply Sky, which I think is, you know, when I look back at it now, it's like, gosh, it's so much clearer right? <laughs> now in hindsight. Um, you know, it's, it's not about a non-binary child. It's about exploring gender and having that freedom to do that and having the family support to do that. Um, not being restricted to you must be this or you must be that, um, but just having this this freedom to be who you want to be. And uh, so my child at the time that I wrote the story for the family identified as male. They were assigned female at birth. And um, over the last 10 years, their gender as they have, you know, because we have always had this open policy in our family about, you know, you, you do you, right? <laughs> like you, you do what you need to do to feel yourself and we will, we will catch up, right? Like you don't worry about us. We will catch up. And, uh, and so they have explored their gender and have moved from he, him pronouns to now they, them pronouns, and they identify as non-binary. And when this happened, um, I was like, oh my gosh, do you remember that story I wrote like 10 years ago? That was like this, you know? And of course they had no memory of it. So I pulled it out and we read it. Oh, they no. were, right. They had, they're like, well, I mean, cause they were like seven, you know? Right. Right. Um, and I pulled it out and I read it and they were like, you need to publish this. Like other kids need this story. Right. So, so that is when my kidlet journey began. Right. Uh, and, and it was kind of like, I don't want to say luck, but I know that that is a huge part of publishing now. I know that now. <laughs> um, and it, and I hate to say it like, I, cause you can't work on luck. Right. right. And I, I don't ever want to like, but I was very lucky. I was very, very fortunate that I attended. I knew I, because I was on Twitter, I knew about the pitches 
and I attended in 2020. I want to make sure I get, the, yeah, it was in 2020. I attended the DV pit in, I believe it was August, September, maybe October, might've been October. Um, I attended the DV pit. I pitched Simply Sky, which was called a doll for me at that time. And uh, um, it was given a like by um, a woman from Amicus Publishing. And I sent her my query, which was in, I read that query now and it is cringe. Like it broke every single query because I knew nothing about querying, right. right? Like I had no kid lit community. I had no, no critique groups. I had no, you know, I knew nothing. And I read that query now and it's like, oh my God, why would she even read past this to the story? Right? <laughs> uh, you know, but again, it's the right people at the right time because she yes. also has a non-binary child. And so this was an important story for her too. So she was a champion for it. And, uh, and she within I, I feel like I sent her the query within three weeks. I was signing a contract. Oh my goodness. Okay. It so that, that is, that is kind of like a, a Cinderella yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it was just the right people, the right timing, yeah. um, you know, and then, and one of the things that we talked about before I signed was that both of us felt very strongly that whoever was illustrating also had to have a connection to, or be a part of the non-binary community. Like that was very important to us. And so we brought in Heather Bell, who is, who is identifies as non-binary. And um, I mean, it was just like the right people, the right time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hate to say mm -hmm. I just fell into this because now <laughs> since, uh, so I, I, again, was very fortunate. Um, I uh, submit to a lot of things as a playwright. So I, I write a lot of plays still. And, um, you know, as you said, my background is, is very, I've been writing for a very long time. And um, I happened upon this um, Dairy Hollows Writers Colony. Um, and I highly recommend this to all writers out there. Uh, there is a fee to submit, but, um, you know, if you're selected for one of their fellowships, um, they pay for you to go. Uh, they usually give you a stipend. Your your meals, most of your meals are covered. And it is such a beautiful space. Mm -hmm. It's in um, Arkansas, in Eureka Springs. And it's just beautiful. Um, and I, I won the Words of Wonder Fellowship, which is for picture books. Wow. And so... Right. So again, I, I had not been writing picture books besides the one. And I had had this idea for a second one. So I, I submitted it as the pitch for this and I won. And so I went and I was like, well, I better write now. <laughs> <laughs> I better write some picture books. And uh, and so I wrote that and I wrote a second one. Um, and then I went to a PB pitch, which is where I finally found community. And, and that showed me exactly what I didn't know. <laughs> Like I, I found a critique group and some amazing critique partners. And I, if, if, if I never publish another book, I am already a winner. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's yeah. how I feel because yeah. I have grown so much as a writer and in my craft and in kid lit craft, um, just from being with these people and, and sharing and critiquing and collaborating and giving feedback, um, I'm a winner. So it to me, it's like, I don't, I want to be published again, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, it, at this point, it's like, 
it wouldn't matter because sorry, everything's popping up on my phone. Um, yeah. So, so, so now I have been, well, I spent the whole summer writing cause I was like, I'm not ready to, to query. <laughs> I'm not ready to be pitching and querying. And I spent the whole summer, you know, writing and revising and revising again. And, um, and then that's, that's where I am now. I'm, I'm finally ready to, to put myself out there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I knew I would love the backstory and <laughs> I do for so many reasons. And, you know, you said just, you know, a couple of seconds ago that you, it feels like you fell into it, but you fell into it on purpose because of all of those, all of those wonderful things that happened because you were doing it for something that was so personal and so meaningful. And I, I was struck by that at the very beginning because I, I use writing for all sorts of reasons, right? For my mental health to heal, like my journal is my, my therapist, right? And yeah. I love that this book was born out of you just turning to writing to help you get through what it was a challenging parenting time, right? To figure out, okay, how, how do I do this in the best way possible? And then that turned into something that could then help others see that perspective for themselves. It just, it's this wonderful domino effect that just seemed meant, it seemed meant to be, right? It, it wasn't just luck. It was, it was meant to be. And so it, it unfolded that way. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about the story right? We, we have a main character and a favorite doll. And that's been yeah. kind of the premise of the book, but I would love for you to give a little bit more about the book um, so that readers yeah. can imagine it if they haven't read yeah. it. So, so Simply Sky is about a young child named Avi. And, you know, Avi is about six or seven years old and they have an older brother and an older sister. And they have this doll, Sky, who is their favorite doll. And, um, they use this doll, like they, in when, oh my gosh, I can't speak today. <laughs> Words will form. <laughs> um, <laughs> so their, their brother insists, you know, sky is a boy doll. I'll prove it. And we go through, cause this was, this was something uh, you know, I hate to say that people do this. They do this. We all know they do this. Um, but even, even, um, supportive people do this <laughs> where we attribute clothing preferences, um, likes and dislikes and hobbies to gender, even hair to gender right? So ingrained. And, yeah. Right. And, and so, and I, and, and this, this particular part was born from a comment of, from a very close family member about how my child loved, um, my little ponies. So how could they possibly be a boy? Mm -hmm. And, and that was like the trigger for like, well, it's, it's not about their likes. Like yeah. boys can like my little pony girls can like my little pony. Right. And so, so the, the brother of course is like, well, I'll prove that this doll's a boy and both Avi and the doll dress as a boy and play these boy games, boy, you know, cause there's no such thing, but I, you know, I'm using air quotes, right. but then they remove those things because they're not boys. And then the sisters, like, I'll prove this doll, I'll prove Sky's a girl and I'll prove it. And they 
everyone dresses up as a girl and they all do girl things and they wear girl clothes, but then they remove those things because Sky is not a girl. And so that's sort of the premise that, you know, it begins with. And then of course, you know, because it is a quiet story, right? But there needs some tension in that um, the father as, you know, sometimes people don't understand and we, we are ignorant, um, kind of makes a stupid statement about, but you, well, everybody is one or the other. You have to pick one for your doll. Right. And, and that's sort of the crux of like, why? Right. And, and that's kind of the, you know, the, the natural <laughs> low points. And then, you know, so I don't want to give too much away if people want to. Right. I know it's hard to talk about. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about books without giving. Right. Especially picture. Yes. <laughs> yes. It comes, it comes so quickly. Yes. You're right. We'll just say that's not the end. That is not the end. <laughs> that is not the end. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it is certainly, it's a, I hate to say timely book because that's not what I mean, but it's, it seems to be something that people are talking about that are trying to learn more about, hopefully, um, and be open about. But there's, there's one thing that has kind of stuck with me when we started to first talk. So after that post where someone said, you know, this is an author, this is a book, we connected. Um, I, of course, was excited. I didn't know you. I didn't know the book. I invited you on the podcast. You were excited. You're like, yes, but I want you to know. Yeah. This is, you know, this is a book at exploring gender, LBT, LGBTQ. Um, are you okay with that? And I had, mm -hmm. my first thought was, well, of course I am. Like I am here for all the authors, all the books, all the ways that we can help adults and kids feel seen and see. And that was my first reaction. But then I sat with it for a minute and I went, oh, wait, I'm being asked this for a particular reason, right? Because not all people perhaps are responding in that way. And so I'm wondering how has the reception Ben, we are in a horrific age of book banning and so many things going on. Your book is needed. Your book is important on so many levels. And I ended up feeling, you know, that icky feeling inside of, oh, people aren't recognizing that. And I think it's important to just put, put that out there here on the podcast. And I'm just wondering what the reception has been like for Simply Sky. So I, you know, I'm fortunate that I think like most of us who are uh, more liberal and progressive, we, uh, you know, you tend to form a bubble, right? And we forget that yeah. we're not all like this, <laughs> that we're not all accepting and supportive and and loving. And um, I had a, maybe if I could back up a little bit, um, sure. when I was writing, um, you know, uh, creative nonfiction, I, I was a very vocal advocate. Um, and I, I was, I had a, a, a blog that was through a Chicago newspaper, um, under a different name. And, uh, I received a lot of hate mail at that time. Um, and I, I had kind of, I, I feel like things have changed some, right. Um, I hope they change. I hope they keep changing. And I'm sure it's not the case in the whole world. But, you know, as Sky was getting ready for release, obviously you do the rounds of who can review the book, who is willing to, who would do, you know, talks with um, and interviews. And I had some rejections 
uh, on the grounds of they don't agree with that lifestyle. They can't support that. Um, I've been fortunate, though, <laughs> that, that I have found many, many very supportive and loving and wonderful. I mean, the Kidlet community is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure all your listeners already know that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it does not need to be restated. But, you know, again, this is this is new for me. Right. Like I came into this within the last year and uh, it's just such an amazing, supportive group. And so there's been a lot of positive, you know, reactions and, and in locally in town here, um, I am from, uh, you know, if you put your finger right in the center of Illinois, that's where I'm from. Okay. That's where I live, not where I'm from. But, um, so we are, we're a college town, so we're progressive, but we are surrounded by farmland. Mm -hmm. And, um, we have a local bookstore and I had my signing there. Um, and I, I littered the whole table with as many pride flags and queer, you know, presenting things like, let me let you know, <laughs> don't come here if you're not going to support this. Right. And, and, <laughs> right. and, and I, there were a few people who turned away as soon as they saw, you know, the, the pride flags, but there were a ton of people who came out and people I never even met or heard of that, you know, came specifically for the book. And, um, there was one couple that came, um, this very young queer couple. And, uh, one of them came forward to, they were very shy, it seemed. And one of them came forward and, and said that they're starting a family. They're going to try to start a family and they're building their library to have, uh, you know, a, a space for their, their children, like a library for their children that is full of nothing but queer books. And they had heard about mine and one. And I, I mean, I was in tears. Right. And yeah. so, so there are, I've had just wonderful, wonderful connections from this book. Um, I wanted to get out there wider, <laughs> yeah. but I also think, you know, once it does, yes, there will probably be some, you know, people who resist it. And I mean, we know historically they're on the wrong side and we just have to keep making the books that we need to make for our kids. Right. The books that often generate the most conversation in that way are the books that we need the most. Yeah, right? we we need to talk about them. And, you know, I think when you were talking about your own child, you, you said it was beautiful. You said, you do you, we will catch up. And now yeah. you get to spread that message to children and parents everywhere. Like I've got goosebumps just for <laughs> you thinking about how how you took something happening in your own life and now other kids everywhere, other parents, other co everywhere will be able to benefit from that. And how can we not put as many books out there in the world that could even just help one, which is my point of view. Like we need them all. We need all of the books. So I'm so glad the book's out there. I'm so glad that you came onto the podcast. <laughs> Thank um, you. To, to talk about it because, you know, it's an important book, but it's also, you know, it's also a book. Yes, it's exploring gender. It does have a non-binary child, but that doesn't mean that anybody and everybody can read it and take something away from it and learn from it and see something from it, right? right. It can be on everybody's bookshelf. Yeah, well, I think the thing that we forget is that, you know, these gender expectations that we put on children and on adults hurts everyone, 
right? Like when we talk about things like toxic masculinity, that's where that starts. When we're feeding boys this idea that they can't cry and boys can only like violent games where they're running at each other and beating it, you know, the, do most boys like those? Maybe. Do all boys have to like those? No. And I, and I feel like we need more books that just give children and parents permission to let children be children and not restricted by the color of their clothes, you know? Yeah. Which is actually exactly what I hope to accomplish here on the podcast, right? It's a podcast about children's literature, but it's for adults who need to read to their own inner child and need to learn so that they can connect their kids with, with all sorts of, of books. Oh, so yeah. Sad. yeah. <laughs> you mentioned though, you know, we know you did some writing and you mentioned a second book. Do you, do we get are you at a point where you can say anything of what you're working on or what you hope comes next? Well, I'm, I am in the query trenches right now. So, okay. <laughs> um, and I, I have several manuscripts. I'm, I'm kind of sticking out there, you know, to agents. We'll see. But one, I think um, that I've, I've been working, I have revised it so many times. Um, it's, it's about, so I, I am neurodiverse as are both of my children and, and my partner. Um, and so I, I want to celebrate that as well. Uh, but also from my perspective, I wrote a book for my child, my youngest, because he was very jealous that there was a book for my oldest. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a book for him, um, you know, that, that I, I feel so strongly about. Um, and it's, it's about a, a, a non-speaking autistic child who is trying to communicate a changing preference to their teacher um, on a day at school, right? And so it's it's very, you know, for anyone who has an autistic child who struggles to communicate, like it, I think, you know, it's it's a necessary book. Um, for them to, for, for children like that to feel seen, but also um, to help teach children and teachers and parents how right. to listen how to listen to those things that aren't words. Right. Um, so I, I, that one, I feel very, very strongly about. And then, um, and then the other one, which is more for me that I wrote, <laughs> it's, it's just about this, um, little girl who thinks it's her job to help everybody. And ultimately she has to find out she has that really, she needs to help herself. You know, it's oh, that why that's an important book. Yeah. <laughs> the world needs <laughs> that, that book right now. <laughs> And so that, that one to me is because it's finally for me, right? Like I, this right. is me, you know, uh, in this book. And, um, so I'm, I'm querying, I'm steady. If there's any agents out there, I have lots of great manuscripts, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so those are the two that I'm, I'm kind of most excited about, I think. Well, I can see why I, I, I'm excited about them, especially, <laughs> especially that third one. I think that's yeah. a that, that I would need. Um, so in episode four of the podcast, I talked to Megan Wilson Duff. Do you know, do you know Megan and her, and the book? It's called um, How Are You Verity? And it is a book about a non-binary neurodiverse child who is learning about the social norms. Oh. Uh, what people really mean when they say, how are you? is that they typically don't really want to know. <laughs> they just want right. a quick answer. 
And, and what does that mean for a child who's trying to navigate the, the social world? So I think that could be a really, not just I'm a good book for you, but a great author connection because Megan's wonderful, really fun yeah. conversation. Um, I, I feel like, like a, a author matchmaker right now. I like it, you know, <laughs> of, of, and also, <laughs> also debut picture book novelist. Oh, cool. so, yeah. I've got one out of it. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Well, I appreciate that sneak peek. I I feel, you know, like a, a kid on Christmas when I get to know the, the next, you know, things that may be coming up. And so always an open door when when that happens and you have a book to, to talk about again. Oh, yeah. I so. <laughs> Fingers so crossed. Where, where can listeners find you and find your book? Yeah. Uh, so you can find my book at any bookstore. Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Um, I, I hate to always promote Amazon. So Barnes and Noble or even your local bookstore, ours orders it all the time. And uh, you can find me. Um, I am at PamelaMorganWrites.com on Instagram at PamelaMorganWrites and on Twitter at Affirmed Mom. Okay. And I'll make sure to put links to that. Um, Thank you. Notes as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with me today. Give me that really cool backstory to give listeners a sneak peek into Simply Sky. I hope I hope every reader who needs that book finds it. And I'm so glad to be able to part of maybe just putting it into more teachers, more parents, and ultimately more kids' hands. So thank you so much, Pamela. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'll see you inside the next episode of the Kid Lit Love Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Kid Lit Love podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes at alitlife.com. And if you want more, you might like to listen to my other podcast called Get Literate. It's a podcast that explores all things books and reading, notebooks and writing, and everything in between to build a life you love. One more thing. If you love what you listened to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a bookish friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish community of kid lit love. Thanks for listening.